you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 20, verse 1. So good to see so many friends and heroes of the faith that are here as well. It's an honor to be a part of this. Matthew chapter 20, verse 1 through 7 says, For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers in his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I will give you. And they went their way. Again, he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle and saith unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? They say unto him, Because no man has hired us. They weren't lazy. He said, No man has hired us. He said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. I want to talk to us this evening for just a few moments about 11th hour laborers. He went out at the third hour. He went out at the sixth hour, the ninth hour, and again at the 11th hour. They said, we want to work, but no one has hired us. I want to talk to us for just a moment. If you could lift your hands one more time. Let's open up our hearts, our spirits to receive what his word would speak to us. Lord Jesus, I thank you for what we have already received through your servant, through your spirit, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Lord, we open our hearts, our minds to receive your word once again tonight. I take dominion and authority over every doubt, every fear, everything that would be contrary to your word. I bind it in the name of Jesus. I lose faith in this place. Revelation, Lord, to continue to flow in the name of Jesus. I thank you in advance for what you are going to do in Jesus' name. One more time, let's clap our hands to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. You may be seated in the name of Jesus. It is in Matthew chapter 20 that we find the parable of the laborers in the vineyard where Jesus is trying to give insight into what the kingdom of heaven is like. It is in this parable that we see that the landowner is our Lord himself and the workers he sends into his vineyard represent those who have been saved, they've been chosen and commissioned by him. And in this parable that we see, we see a picture of the vastness of, of his field, a field that is so large that it will require many laborers for the harvest. Harvest time, it's, it's always a stressful time. For those of you who have worked on a farm, you know that you start early in the morning and you work late into the evening. You're working against the clock. It's if the harvest was not gathered before the rains broke, then it would be ruined. It was, and so it was, they had to get the harvest in. It was a frantic race against time, harvest. In every vineyard owner's vineyard is their greatest dream, and it is their worst nightmare rolled into one. 
Months and months of time spent in the vineyards, pruning and plowing and tending and analyzing, preparing for that moment, preparing for that short amount of time that is called harvest time and long hours in the sun, in the rain, wind and frost and everything in between, all working toward that one moment of harvest. It is in that context that this parable and this parable that Jesus describes the landowner who arises early in the morning to hire day laborers for his vineyard. It would, it would be customary for him to find the best workers. It would be wise for him to find those who had the most stamina to resist the heat of the day. The, this work day was divided into 12-hour day beginning the first hour at 6 in the morning. And the vineyard owner in this parable, he makes a trip to the daily labor market as many who sought manual labor did. And he sees a group of potential workers standing around waiting to be hired. The landowner, he would look for those that who might have the most experience when one writer says that the landowner would look at the hands of those to see the experience that they had because those with experience, as he looked at their hands, he could see the calluses of work and experience, and those would be the ones that he chose first. You would not pick the weak ones. You would not pick the sickly ones. This is harvest time, and we need the best workers. We need those that are strong. We know need those that are the most talented. Those who have experience would be the best to be picked because the period of work was too short. And as we look at the turmoil and the chaos that is going on all around us in the world even today, let us not miss, all the, miss the signs of the greatest harvest that is right before us. Because we can be very distracted by everything that is happening that we might miss a season of harvest that is being set before us. You can look at the news and you can look at the chaos and you can look what is going on around you and let fear begin to strike your heart. But, but do not be distracted that the harvest is nearing. At times we have imagined that we have imagined end-time harvest as a time of peace where people would just walk into our churches and fill up our buildings. We have imagined and we have prayed for that time of harvest, imagining, if you will, that, that people will just come running into the church building and running through the doors. We have not imagined harvest in the midst of political turmoil happening all around us. We haven't imagined harvest and chaos happening around the world. And if we are not careful, we will be focused on the turmoil and the chaos and miss the harvest that is before us. If you have not noticed yet, and if it and it has been said time and again throughout this conference that Jesus is coming back soon. The time that we have is short. Let's not be distracted by what's going on around us, by, by personal conflicts and personal positions that, that we that we must realize that time is running out. John 4 and 35, say ye not that there are yet four months, and then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white, all ready to harvest. 
When I look at these visitations of the Lord of the Vineyard, it's interesting to me to note the different visitations of the Lord. And, I, and, I, and, and as I look at Scripture, I, I constantly go back to the book of Acts and I compare the book of Acts with what I read. And, and, and Matthew tells us that the Lord of the Vineyard, he goes out at the, the third hour and he goes again at the sixth hour. He, he visits the marketplace again at the ninth hour and he looks for more that would be willing to go into the harvest. And it's interesting to me that throughout the harvest, the Lord is concerned about the harvest above everything throughout the day. He is ex- inspecting the pace of work. He is analyzing if they're going to complete the task. So he sees the need is great. At the third hour, he goes and he, he visits the place of the day laborer again. And at the third hour, there is a visitation and he finds those standing around. The Bible states they were standing idle, but that, that, that does not mean that they were being lazy. But it is a place where, where people were waiting to be hired. And it's interesting to me as I look at the story and the similarity of what happened in the book of Acts at the third hour of the day, a, a holy visitation of the Holy Ghost that, that fell on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 and verse 15. For these are not drunk as ye suppose, seeing it's but the third hour of the day. We know what happened that in Acts 1 and 8, and ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And so... It's interesting that there is that third hour visitation that empowers the believers to be witnesses, to go into the harvest, to to preach the gospel to every creature. Let us not forget why God filled us with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It was a holy visitation that he empowered us with his power. We were not filled with the Holy Ghost just to be able to make it to church on Sunday. We weren't made baptized with the Holy Ghost just so we can be a part of a social club. But he has empowered us. This was not a divine visitation and empowerment just to be able to talk in tongues. There was a third hour visitation to empower us to go into the field because the time is short. Because Jesus is coming back. Matthew chapter 20, we, again, we see another visitation of the Lord, the Lord of the vineyard. And, and as the day continues, he sees the need for more harvesters. It's, it's at the sixth hour that, that, again, the Lord visits the place of the day laborers. And again, those that are there, they're standing and they're waiting. And again, the Lord, he comes and he says, I, I need more harvesters. It's halfway through the day. And at, at the sixth hour, this, this visitation happens. The Lord of the harvest comes. And again, it's interesting that in the book of Acts that there is a supernatural visitation of the Holy Ghost that happens to Peter at the sixth hour. In Acts chapter 10 and verse 9, it says, On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up about upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour, and he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And verse 15 says, And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God has cleansed, that call not thou common. It is a supernatural visitation that, from the Lord that opens the eyes of Peter that this Holy Ghost is for everybody. 
It is in this time of prayer about the sixth hour that that Peter begins to get a revelation that no one else has received before. It is that this sixth hour that he receives a visitation of, of the Spirit of God where he begins to realize that what I have received and what I, what I have on the inside is not just for me. It's not just for those that look like me and that talk like me, but, but what I have received, this, this is for everybody. And, that, and that, everyone has, that everyone has been called now to receive this gospel. Now, because of this revelation that we send missionaries around the world because of that visitation of the sixth hour, we understand that there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither bond nor free, there's neither male nor female, for you're all one in Christ Jesus. The Lord of the vineyard, he comes at the sixth hour because he didn't, he didn't want anybody to let be left out. It doesn't matter what color, what language, what ethnicity we we must have that revelation that, that this gospel that we have, what we have received, this is truly for everybody. Not, not just for a certain demographic of my city, but I pray that I have every demographic that is in my city represented in my church. I, I've got to have that visitation, that, that revelation that on high. Those that, that speak a different language, those that don't look like me, they need to receive what I have received. That, that visitation opens my eyes and my understanding that everybody needs this. Matthew chapter 20, again, the Lord goes and visits the place of day laborers. Again, there's, there's a visitation at the ninth hour where the Lord of the vineyard, who is so concerned about the harvest, he calls for more to get involved in the harvest. He, the day is getting shorter. The workers, he needs more workers for the field. He he maybe he didn't calculate that the harvest was this big. It was in his mind when he, when he, when he hired those at the beginning, he, he thought that he had hired enough day laborers, but could it be that he had miscalculated the vastness of, of the harvest, that the harvest was even bigger than he even realized? He, he had thought it was going to be big. Yes, he, had, he thought that he had contracted enough, but as he goes back at the third hour, he goes back at the sixth hour, he said, whoa, it's get, this thing is getting out of hand. It's getting even bigger than than I even imagine. We've got to get help. We've got to get finished with this. It's almost the end of the day, and it's the ninth hour. The time is short. And again, as I look at the similarities of, of a supernatural visitation in the book of Acts, I see Peter and John in Acts chapter 3 and verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. In the book of Acts... I see a super, supernatural visitation that happens and a, and a boldness that comes upon the apostles that, that are now walking in the power of the Spirit. And they say in Acts 3 and 6, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. And there's a visitation upon the church of the miraculous that begins to happen in the book of Acts that begins to change everything. There is a boldness that begins to fall upon the apostles that begins to change everything. I, I don't know if you have noticed but just in the last few years in the United Pentecostal Church there has been a visitation of the miraculous that we have never seen in the past but, but these signs and wonders are beginning to happen all around us. As we get creep closer to the coming of the Lord there's begun to be a boldness that is coming upon the people of God. 
Miracles are beginning to happen. Where in the past we have waited on specialists to come by our churches. Where in the past we have waited to invite a few specialists to come and to, to pray for the sick. Well, let's, let's invite brother so-and-so. God uses him and to pray for the sick. And we, we've waited on those specialists to come by. And, and sometimes they've been few and far between. And, and we can't get them here soon enough. And, and, but but, but in, the, in the past we've relied on these specialists. But there, there's a divine visitation that, that has begun to happen at the ninth hour. That begins a miraculous thing begins to happen. So a few years ago I began to pray to see the miraculous like never before. I began to pray to God. But I, I believe that you, that, that you, those stories of seeing the blind eyes open, Lord, I want to see the blind eyes open. I want to see the deaf ears unstopped. And I, I begin to search for that. I begin to look for that. And it, it, it started with one blind eye being open. Once I saw that one could open, I said, Lord, now if you could do it for one, you can do it for two. If you can do it for two, you can do it for three. It was just within a short amount of time, within a year, I was in a service where we saw 13 blind eyes that were open in one service. And another service a couple of years later, Brother Robinette, we were in a service where 75 people received healing in their eyes that were blinded in their eyes. God is beginning to pour out the miraculous like, like never before. It's not just for a few specialists to come by, but, but it's an outpouring of apostolic demonstration and, and power that is being poured out upon the church. God is using everyone. Turn to your neighbor and say, everyone. Matthew chapter 20, verse 6. It says, And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle. And saith unto them, Why stand ye here all day idle? They say unto him, Because no man has hired us. And he said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. And again, the Lord of the vineyard, he, he goes looking for workers at the 11th hour. He goes again where the day laborers hang out. At the, at the, at the, at the 11th hour, most of your talent is gone. If you're a day laborer hanging out around the 11th hour, you most likely aren't the most gifted worker on the crew. The Lord of the harvest, he goes to the plaza. He says, why are you guys not working? And he said, well, you know, no one's, no, no one's hired us. We've been, we've been waiting here all day. You know, if you're hanging out at the, around, around at the corner trying to get work at the 11th hour, you're desperate. You know, at the, at the 11th hour, I don't know if you've ever been in an area, a community that has day laborers. But the best workers, they're picked first. They're there early. The, 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 the bosses come up. They say, what's your specialty? Well, I, I'm good at drywall. I can, I can lay brick. I can. And, and those, those with the talent... Those jump in the truck, and they're off. You get there about the 11th hour. Now, at the, in the early morning hour, you pick your big guys. You know, 
I'm looking at Brother Elms. I say, okay, it looks like I can get my money's worth. <laughs> Look at Brother Robinette. Okay. Brother Morgan. This, this is some, this is a strapping young men. They can put, I can pay them. They were going to get paid a penny a day. <laughs> I'm coming to you, Brother Urshan. Don't worry. and I were in the same boat. Don't worry. Because <laughs> if you are still hanging around at the 11th hour, you're desperate. If you're, if you're hanging around at the 11th hour, you, you probably have kids to feed. You're willing to do anything if you're there at the 11th hour. You're, you're, you're probably hungry. If you're hanging around at the 11th hour, you probably aren't the most gifted one. You, if you're hanging around there, you... you you're hungry and you're willing to do whatever. And as the man drives up, you say, I can sweep, I can clean, I can, I can carry things. I, 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 do you have any talents? You know, I, you know, I don't really have much talent, but, but, but I, I'm a hard worker and, and I can carry some things. I, I'll do whatever you want. If you're, if you're there at the 11th hour, you're, you're hungry, you're, you're desperate. You, you're, just, you're just wanting to get paid. You, you, you got kids back at home and you're, you're thinking. And as I look at the signs of uh, the times, I believe that as a church we have entered into the 11th hour and Jesus, he's coming back soon. But there is still a harvest and, and time is running out. And the Lord of the harvest has come one more time for one more visitation before the end. And whoever wants to be involved can be involved at the 11th hour. It may not seem fair to some, but the Bible says everyone got paid the same. The, the one who was picked first got paid the same. As the one who was picked last. Matthew 20, 12 saying, These have wrought but one hour, and thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and heat of the day. What God is doing in this 11th hour, what you are going to get to experience in this 11th hour, is a culmination of what people have desired to experience from the beginning. Those who felt the call of God from year. It may not seem fair that we all get paid the same. We, it may not seem fair, but we can't wait anymore for men until they are 40 years of age to get into the harvest. We can't wait until someone has been in church 10 or 15 years before they get into the harvest because God, he's calling everybody. He's uh, whosoever will. If, if you're willing, you can get in the harvest. And those 11th hour harvesters, they get to experience everything in a short amount of time. Oh, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem fair that in a short amount of time, what, what God has even allowed me to see, I, 
I, I, I, it doesn't seem fair. I, my, my grandfather was a pastor. My dad was a pastor. And things that they told me about that should be happening, they poured into my spirit and they said, this is what's got to happen. You're, you're going to have to see the miraculous. You're, you're going to have to lay hands on the sick and they re- will recover. They, they talked to me about things that they did not see with their own eyes. They, they preached to me about things that I, I must go after even though they weren't seeing it in their own ministry. It doesn't seem fair that in this last hour I, I would get to experience what even some of my elders have not get to gotten to experience but but it's not about who I am and it's not about who you are it's about the last hour of the church so we're going to see we're going to have that third hour visitation and outpouring of the Holy Ghost like we have never seen before. We're going to see a revelation of the name of Jesus at that, ni- at that sixth hour, but we're also going to have that ninth hour, that ninth, ninth hour visitation of signs, wonders, and miracles, not because you're more special, it's because it's the 11th hour. Period of five years in the Church of Spain where I worked for 19 years, the Lord allowed us in a period of five years to double the number of churches. We went from 46 churches now to over 100 churches in just about five years. And in that five years, over 4,000 received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 4,900 were baptized in the name of Jesus in a place in, in Europe that has been resistant to the gospel. We've seen the blinded eyes open. We've seen the deaf ears unstopped. We've seen the lame walk. Why? Because it's the 11th hour and God says the time is running out John 4 37 says and here in is that true saying true one soweth another reapeth I sent you to reap that wherein you bestowed no labor other men labored and ye are entered into their labors 11th hour labors they're just hungry. 11th hour laborers may not have a lot of talent. 11th hour laborers may not have a pedigree. 11th hour laborers are just hungry. 11th hour laborers, they're, they're standing around saying, Lord, Lord, I, I, want, I want you to, if you're going to use anybody, Lord, you use me, God. Lord, I've heard about signs, wonders, and miracles, Lord, and If you would so choose, I would love to cease signs, wonders, and miracles when I pray for the sick. Lord, Lord, I'd love to lay hands on people and they begin to speak in other tongues. Lord, I would love that visitation of, of revelation, God, where, where people's eyes are open and spiritually blinded eyes begin to be open. Lord, I, you may not have the best preaching ability, but, but 11th hour workers, they're just hungry. It doesn't matter how, if you can preach or not. 11th hour workers, if they're hungry, God says, if you'll be willing to get into the field. Now come to you, brother. It's the Lord of the harvest, he comes. At the beginning, he's looking. He says, ah, this, this right here, Ooh, young and strong. He said, let me see your hands. Oh, they can, yeah, they can, they can harvest a lot. Calluses, yeah. Uh, 
We're hungry. <laughs> but I, I'm just, I got kids to feed. I just, I, I didn't go to Bible school. I, I don't know how to preach, but I'm hungry, God. I can, I can, I can learn to pray like Bishop Hale talked about this morning. I, I can, I can do that. I, I really don't have it all together. I, I'm trying to get it together, but it seems like everyone has been picked but me. But I, I'm still desperate. There, the, my, the, the, my friend, he's got, he's got preaching ability. I don't really have that. My, my other friend, man, they're, they're amazing. I don't really have it together, but, but I'm hungry, God, and I, I'm wanting to be used, but. The Lord of the harvest, he comes again at the 11th hour. He said, you may not have it all together, but if you're willing, I'll use you. You want to see signs, wonders, and miracles? You're going to see it because you're hungry. Can all stand together if you could. Let's all stand. Just this past year, just this past year, when the war broke out in Ukraine, everyone began to rush, get out of this horrible situation. I was just there a couple of months in August and seeing what was going on. One of the elderly ladies in the church there in Kiev, they called her, the missionaries called her and said, uh, let's get out of Kiev. You need to get out of Kiev. They were, they were out in another city. They said, we, we can get you. We can make arrangements. They were sending trucks through the back roads to, to get people out of the city. And they would, they would, the, the locals, they would, they, would, they would drive and they would get people out of the city, get them out as the siege was going on, the things that were going on in the Ukraine war. And they called one of the elders of the church, Tanya Shulga, 70 years old. They said, they called her on the phone. Said, are you, you want to evacuate the city? She said, no. She said, you put her picture up. He said, uh, no. She said, uh, time, is, time is too short. She said, there's too much work to be done. While people were sleeping under tables and in bob shelters, Tanya Shulga, in her 70s, she, she told the mystery, she said, I can't leave. She said, I've been giving too many Bible studies to, to the people that are in the bomb shelters. She said, there's a harvest here. And I can't miss out on what God is doing. As missiles were raining down. And so I'm preaching to the young today. But I'm also preaching to the more mature among us. That it's harvest time. So though it would be real easy to say, yeah, he's preaching to, to the young people. He's preaching to just the young minister. No, no, no. I, I'm preaching to, to everyone. It doesn't matter what age you are. It's, it's the 11th hour. And God says, I'll use you. I'll, you will see the miraculous. You will see people filled with the Holy Ghost. You will see a revelation. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. I, have, I believe it more than I have ever believed it before. 
Jesus is coming back soon. But that does not distress me. That does not frighten me. It excites me. Because it lets me know we're about to be a part of the greatest harvest that the world has ever seen. In the midst of chaos, in the midst of war, whatever age, whatever, whatever background, if you're sitting here in the plaza tonight, the Lord of the harvest has sent me to tell you, get on in. It's time to work. Get on in if you want to be used by God. If you want to see signs, wonders, and miracles, it's time to make yourself available. God will use everyone. doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. It's the 11th hour. You may not have experienced it in your ministry in the past, but it's the 11th hour. And you're going to get to experience everything. You're going to get paid the same, the, for, even though those that were, that, that were called in the beginning at the apostles, you're, you're going to get to experience everything. You, you get paid the same amount. At the 11th hour. No, it doesn't seem fair. Why should I see the level of the miraculous that others haven't seen that have gone on before? I'm no better than they are. It has to do with timing. The 11th hour. The 11th hour. We're going to pray tonight as we answer that call for an impartation of His Spirit to flow through us. If you will remain humble and realize it's just the timing, God will use you like you have only dreamed. It's not because you're super spiritual. It's not because you've fasted seven days a week. It's because it's the 11th hour. It's not because you've been praying for months and weeks and you lay hands on them and they, they are healed. No, no. It's because it's the 11th hour. And the Lord of the harvest, he, he kind of miscalculated things. He, it's bigger than he even realized at the beginning, the harvest is so vast and so big. He says, I'll, I'll use you, and I'll use you, and I'll use you, I'll use you. Whoever will, if you're willing to get in the harvest, if you're willing to make yourself available, you'll see the miraculous. If you're willing to make yourself available, you'll have a revelation. If you make yourself available, you'll see an outpouring of his spirit. made myself available. I've asked, I asked elders many times, Lord, why, I've asked them, why, why have I been allowed to see things that others have only preached about? It's because it's the 11th hour. 
just making myself available. It's, it's not quite fair, Brother Bobbinell. But I'm getting paid the same for a short amount of work that elders have prayed about and fasted about and preached about and prophesied about and said it's going to happen. Elders that put into me and said, you're going to see it. It's going to happen. You may not be seeing it yet, but it's going to happen. They, they poured into me. They, they, they told me about it. And, and it doesn't really seem fair. It's not fair. But if you're, if you're hungry, the Lord is going to send us out from winds this week empowered and with vision to complete his mission as the Lord of the harvest. So if you're hungry here tonight, if you're desperate for that impartation that comes from him, I want you to lift up your hands across this place. I want you to open up your spirit to the Spirit of God. And as I pray the prayer of faith, we're going to pray that the impartation of His Spirit and those gifts of the Spirit would be activated in every one of us right now in the name of Jesus by the power and the authority of the Word of God and in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, that there be an impartation of the gifts of the Spirit to be activated in us as we step into that harvest field in the name of Jesus. That's it. The hungry go after it. The hungry go after the hungry. Say, I'm not satisfied to be on the sideline. The hungry say, I want it more than anything. That's it. Lord, use me. You're going to get to experience everything. You're going to get to experience everything because it's the 11th hour. That's it, that's it, that's it. In the name of Jesus, I pray right now, Lord, for an impartation of boldness, an impartation of apostolic boldness to fall across this place right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's it, that's it. The hungry, the hungry are crying out. The hungry are crying out. You're going to see it. You're going to experience it. It's going to happen. That's it, that's it. Oh God, the Lord of the harvest is here. The Lord of the harvest, he's looking for the hungry. He said, will you get into the harvest? I'll use you. If you'll get into the harvest, I'll empower you. If you'll get into the harvest, I'll anoint you. If you'll get into the harvest, you're going to see a demonstration like you've never seen before because it's the 11th hour.
filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you have authority within you to see the miraculous even tonight. I want you, if you need a miracle in your body tonight, lift up your hand. You need a miracle, a physical miracle in your body. I want you to turn around and look at the hands that are up. Now, if there's someone that has their hand up close to you, I want you to ask them what their need from Jesus tonight. Don't pray for them, but ask them, what do you need from Jesus? What is the miracle that you need tonight? Now, it might be simple. It might seem complicated, but it's all the same to Jesus. And here in just a moment, you are going to lay hands on them and you are going to speak the word of faith. Because it's the 11th hour and God says, I'll use whosoever will. You need a miracle in your body tonight? The saints of God are here. The gifts of the Spirit are here. They are activated. So I want you to turn to that person. I want you to put your hands upon them. I want you to command that sickness and that disease to go. I want you to command that blind eye to open. Command that deaf ear to unstop. Command that cancer to go. Right now, by the power and the authority of the Word of God, and in the name of Jesus, I take dominion and authority over every spirit of infirmity, every sickness and disease. I lose miracles right now in the name of Jesus. Be healed right now in Jesus' name. Be healed in the name of, that's it. Speak it in the name of Jesus. You are, that's it. That's it. God's going to use you. It's the 11th hour. You're going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You're going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It shall be done. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. Be healed. That's it. That's it. That's it. Step out on faith. Begin to minister to somebody. Step out on faith and with authority, with the anointing that is upon you. God has called you for the 11th hour. Yeah, but that's it. Speak it boldly. Speak it boldly. Pray with boldness. The anointing of God is upon you. You have been called for this hour. You have been called and anointed for this hour. Pray with authority. You're going to see everything that they saw in the book of Acts. That's it. That's it. Speak it. It's doing. It's happening right now in Jesus' name. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus.